in a nice bungalow he'd rented, close to the meditation hut of a revered Tibetan master. I met with John once or twice a week. We would speak, and I would read from a Tibetan text, which itself is a translation of an 8th century Indian Buddhist classic. It was John who introduced me to pancakes and ham. Lars was a Danish man who lived quite close to the monastery. Often I would visit him to chat and have toast with jam. In the spring of 1972, the monastery moved to the scorching heat of southern India, where a Tibetan resettlement program had begun. There, like the other monks of my monastery, at the age of 13, I joined the resettlement workforce clearing forests, digging ditches, and working in the cornfields. For the first two years, while the settlement was being prepared, we were paid a daily wage of 0.75 Indian rupees, or roughly 1.5 cents. There was very little formal education at Songar Chude. It's not the custom for young monks to go to regular secular schools either. By the time our community moved to South India, I had finished memorizing all the liturgical texts that were required. The day's labor at the settlement finished by four in the afternoon. So, I had some free time on my hands, and I decided to pick up my English again. However, with no opportunities to practice conversation, I made do with reading comic books. One day, I obtained a cheap-used transistor radio. And after that, I listened to the BBC World Service and U.S.-based Voice of America every day. In those days, VOA had a unique program, Broadcasting in Special English, in which the presenter spoke slowly and repeated every sentence twice. This was immensely helpful, as I had only a very basic grasp of the language at the time. Since I was the only boy at the monastery who could speak and read English, rudimentarily though it was at first, it was a source of pride and also a way of individuating myself from the others. Here was a world figuratively and literally the whole world beyond the refugee community, beyond the monastery, that I alone from my monastic community could enter. Through English, I learned to read the globe, which made all the great countries I was hearing about in the news come to life. England, America, Russia, and of course, our beloved Tibet, which had tragically fallen to communist China. Around 1976, when I was 17 or 18, I met a remarkable woman who changed my karma with English. Dr. Valentina Stash Rosen was a German Indologist with expertise in Sanskrit and Chinese texts, living in Bangalore, where her husband headed the Max Müller Institute. Dr. Stash Rosen took a keen interest in the progress of my English. She introduced me to Western literature and sent me books— Hermann Hesse and Agatha Christie, Edgar Snow's Red Star Over China, and most helpfully, a large English dictionary with many examples of words used in sentences. And I first learned to use a knife and fork at Dr. Stash Rosen's home. We corresponded until her death in 1980. Without her kindness, I can't imagine how my English would have escaped from where it remained back then. Or for that matter, where my life would have taken me. I also read Trevor Ling's book, The Buddha, a portrayal, 
written in English, of the life and teachings of the Buddha as a revolutionary, philosopher, and spiritual teacher. In this book in particular, the evocative power of the English language deeply impressed me. There was a liveliness and immediacy that I had never felt with written Tibetan. It was like someone speaking. The gap between written and spoken language in Tibetan is huge. Around the same time, I met the Tibetan teacher who later became one of the most important influences on my classical Buddhist education. Famed for his erudition and poetry, Zemi Rinpoche was the gentlest person I have ever known. He was living a semi-retired life then, dedicated to quiet meditative reflection, in another Tibetan settlement about an hour's bus ride from my monastery. I was already familiar with Rinpoche's name from the many Tibetan language school textbooks he had edited. Meeting him in person and...